Hey, you're listening to TBB Talks, the podcast hosted by The British Blacklist, where we bring you conversations with creative black folk from the UK and wider diaspora. We'll be talking to up and comings, headline popping, and the legends across screen, stage, literature, and sound. And we hope to shed some insight into their lives, the careers they chose, how they stay motivated, and more importantly, how they keep sane being black in the arts and entertainment world. Hi, I'm Sarah from The British Blacklist. Thank you for joining us today. Please, could you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Delisa James, and um, I'm a music and media executive. I've just landed a new role at Amazon Music as their lead in Black Music Strategy, and I'm super excited to be here. Oh, congratulations. Um, so having previously worked at BBC One Extra and Apple Music, what do you think has been the key to your growing success? I would say my career, I worked at the BBC for 16 years. Um, before that, I was, you know, doing local radio and just hustling, trying to get work experience where I could. One thing that I have done throughout my career is, in my adult life, is I've always tried to make sure that I was always trained up on new things, always learning, always educating myself, always going that extra mile to just be, for me, if you want to get a job, you've got to be the best candidate. So for me, it's always about trying to be current, staying uh, across all the local trends and things that are happening. It's when you stop doing that and you become complacent in your role that you'll see people, especially the younger generation, just going past you. (laughs) It's so important to just be, um, especially if you're specializing in something like I do, which is black music and, and youth audiences, it's so important to be a part of what's going on and being engaging and hitting up people and speaking to people and making sure that you're part of the cultures that you actually want to work in. Yeah, so true. And there's a notion that there's very few women, especially black women in management. How would you articulate the importance of being a black woman in a senior management position and championing black culture and black music? That's all I've done. It's just part of my, my, the way that I am, it's part of my whole career. I've always been that person that will stand up and say, excuse me, can we look at this? There's diversity issues here. There's not equality here. So I've always, always, always done that. So it's no different here. I think every workforce should be diverse every single workforce because especially if you're working in the media and you're trying to target an audience or you're trying to target the whole of the UK you have to represent the UK you have to represent the audiences and so it's so important and again not just being black but being a woman it's so important you can't just have a whole board of all men because otherwise what's the what's the point what is the actual point yeah of course and have you faced any challenges along the way I'm sure you know a lot of people can relate to that as well has there been any specific challenges that you've overcome throughout your career in respect to that you know if I'm honest even up till today I feel like I've been hustling for the whole my whole entire 15 year career I've done nothing but hustle like nothing has been easy I come from a single parent family we grew up within the, the, the council system so we would just move around all the time, different schools. I'm someone that, that's why I'm probably so good about adapting to environments because I've had to do that since I was a child. So I, I don't know anything else but hustling and trying to do better. Even when I was at the BBC working as a producer, I knew that I wanted more. And I knew that to get that, I have to work harder. So as, when I was working at BBC as a producer, on the side of that, 
I got permission to them to do some more stuff, some more creative stuff. So teaching, I was a visiting lecturer at Birmingham City University. So I used to go there every other Monday and teach and uh, teach to my students. And then alongside that, I still do media training to artists. So a lot of these black music artists that everyone's listening to, the labels bring me in to do media training with them. So I've constantly been on this hustle because as far as I'm concerned, if I don't do it, no one's going to do it for me. I don't have handouts. I've never had a handout from anyone. And I always kind of think of it's a means to an end. So if I put the effort in, I'm going to get some kind of reward on the other side of it. Doing the Birmingham City University teaching and doing all the stuff that I do within the community, any little money that I save, I'll just put it into my other bank account and just grow it up, grow it up, grow it up, save it so I can buy my flats. I've got two properties now and growing. But I couldn't do that if I wasn't hustling. And I've done it all myself. I'm not married. I've not had any handouts. So I know nothing but hustle. The point of it, if someone says, oh, you don't have to hustle anymore, I don't know if I know what to do. That comes to the point of that I'm somebody who's a high achiever. Not because I'm, my sister, I would say, is more intelligent in terms of exams and stuff like that. But I've got a lot of street education. I, I've just learned to get on with it and make the most of what you've got. And that's what I've done. And I've used the skills that I have in terms of production and I teach and I develop and I help people. And, and um, that's what I've been doing. So it's like a nonstop hustle for me. It's just, just the way it is. And like you said, you are a veteran in the industry. And like we said, congratulations on your new role. And what do you feel like you're going to bring to that new role that's going to be different that anyone can see in terms of Amazon music? Yeah, I mean, I can't give too much away, but people that know me know that I am super involved in black music, UK black music, super involved in it. Like I live it and I breathe it. So it's not something where you can even hand me a certificate and say, oh, you've qualified. No, it's not that. It's literally coming out of <laughs> my pores. And it has been. Like I remember I was, when Tiny Temper got his number one with pass out i was there when he was receiving his number one entry like there's been so many points that i've been involved in it's just my life and developing and seeing these artists come through like stormzy like so i was mm -hmm. there from the start of his career he came into his fire in the booth and i remember that he was due to come so i was ringing him ringing him ringing him up couldn't get through and then he found me on twitter this is how <laughs> i know the smart ones this is the smart ones so he come <laughs> on twitter i thought this isn't gonna happen suddenly i see this dm from stormzy going i've lost my phone i'm still coming tonight to do my freestyle so and that is at the early stages of his career so i've been a part of the culture and everything apart like i breathe it this is all i know is what i'm bringing to the role you know organically i'm going to be unapologetic about my culture and i'm about bringing people through i'm about elevating we'll catch up in years time and see where i'm at but it's not a one-person job i need the culture we're working together to grow yeah i mean i'm going to be reaching out to all sorts everyone to say guys what should we be doing what can we do what can we do to elevate i'm bringing myself to the position and uh, we're going to grow and talk about bringing yourself, do you feel pressure? I mean, we've worked together previously in one extra, but do you see yourself as a role model? And do you see that pressure as a role model in the industry, you know, to kind of elevate that success? And like you said, it's you breathe, you live it. It's everything to do with yourself. I mean, I hope so, you know, <laughs> using compliments, but I hope so. I don't sit there and think I'm a role model. I feel yeah. like I've got a responsibility if that makes sense. So when people yeah. look me up, young, the younger generation trying to come through, I make sure I reply to them. I make sure that, okay, let's jump on the phone and speak to them and try and encourage them. I think that's important. I've managed to come out of a council estate, a single parent council estate. We didn't have a lot of money. 
you know, we were living off benefits. So I've managed to navigate my way through to this position, even working at the BBC to a certain position, you know, of this privilege that I've managed to work towards. But I would be wrong if I don't help people coming through. Why would, do you see what I mean? How are we supposed to grow yeah. a community if I literally shut the door behind me? It doesn't work. Anyone that hits me up, DMs me, people know, you know, even when we work together, I see people crossing the whole room. I'm sitting at the back. When I was looking at the radio station, coming all the way over to the back of the room to see me, to say, Talisa, can you help me with something? Because <laughs> they know that I'm going to do it. So they've sidestepped mm -hmm. everyone else in the room, knowing that, of course, I'm going to. Of course, mm -hmm. if you want to call me, you can call me. And I answer mm -hmm. my phone. That's one thing that people know about me is that I get back to people. I'm not one of these people that think it's they're too important and they're too up here. Because ultimately, it's, it, again, if I grow, everyone else grows. If everyone else grows, I grow. And it's that simple for me. I'm not, I'm not trying to be a role model, but I feel like I've got a responsibility. And I, and I hope that the way that I portray myself and the things that I talk about, people like and mm -hmm. connect, and um, connect with as well. That's really important. I'm just a, I'm a black woman living in the United Kingdom. I hope that other black women understand me and vice versa we we look out for each other i don't know about role model but i just i just know about <laughs> responsibility and and caring and unity i respect that because like i said you know when we work together you definitely helped me as well and i think that's definitely something that's needed in the industry any industry you know as a woman or as a black woman so definitely respect that but with the music industry's blackout tuesday campaign which expands on black lives matter what elements of change are you hoping for and how do you think this will impact the music industry as a whole um i'm hoping that number one which has already happened that conversations are being had honest conversations because talking about race is not for everyone i'm happy to do it because i always have been when i was working at bbc radio gloucestershire i was the only black person there so I'm used to being and adapting and being able to blend in and stuff. But for some people, it's, it's not as easy. So I'm just grateful that conversations are being had, um, the right conversations. I, I'm not for just posting up something and saying, oh, I support Black Lives Matter. Like, I want to see action. Action mm -hmm. speaks louder than words. So conversations yeah. and things moving at whatever speed they're moving at. I think it's it's a progression. I mean, the industry is. I see it moving forward. I don't know if you know about the Black Music Coalition that's coming through, and they're speaking mm -hmm. and they're they're trying to empower change. So things are happening, and it's really important because let's like you know factually, if you look at the Black Music industry and the sales and the streams of Black music, when you look at the execs who are in exec levels and people who are in charge of that, there's not many black people there. So I'm glad that the, it's being spoken about so we can balance, not even rebalance, just try and balance it out <laughs> a little bit more. We'll see what happens. It's early days. The fact that people are talking about it and the fact that people are willing to post things and, and you know, it's so sad. It's so sad. It's, it's yeah. been probably, you know, with coronavirus, like we're all in, like for me, it's a lot of anxiety and emotion. And it's been a lot of time for me to reflect in everything, which I don't know if it's a good thing. <laughs> I have a lot of time to reflect and, and the things that I've done and things that I should have done or the things that I should, you know, should have done differently. And so, yes, it's been a, a very weird four months for everyone and just completely pushing for black unity and for, you know, for us to evolve as a community.
like you said, it's a, it's a collaborative effort. And do you think then black label heads and artist managers have a responsibility to change the narrative too, especially around the assumption that black music, which revolves around street life and hypersexuality, is the only type that sells? How do we change that narrative? Thinking of vulnerable artists who have had one foot actively in streets and other music and that kind of thing. I think for me, it's all about balance. I can't control what an artist wants to put out in terms of music. Artists can put music out now without labels, they're independent, they can get streamed and whatever. So artists can do whatever they want. I can't be responsible for that. I don't think labels really can be responsible for that. But what we can do is try and, like I was saying before, is have a balance. So if you are going to show, you know, let's for example, drill music or rap music, and it's very violent and aggressive, and it's very much about bringing women down. I see it all the time. We all see it. I don't like it. I don't make that kind of stuff. Um, but for me, it's about addressing the balance. If we're going to put this out, what are we going to put out beside it? And I don't think that's been happening at all. I've just seen music being like, you know, especially black music songs and, and streams, just being fired out every Friday, fired out. But what exactly are we doing to redress it or have an understanding of what it is? Or even looking at a lot of these drill artists when they talk about stabbing and killing people, what are we actually doing as even mm -hmm. adults? You know, yeah. adults to show the younger generation the balance of bravado and the balance of real and fake. Do you know what I mean? I couldn't say that I've seen it. What I can do is when I make my content is do radio edits and have edits of things that I don't think is suitable to be going out to the younger generation. So I can have my standpoint in it and make sure that I'm doing that. But I think it's, um, I just think that there needs to be some balance and I, and I hope that happens for the next, you know, next year or, or the next coming months. And that's part of people's agenda because I, I'm just, at the minute, it's just like so negative, 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 negative. Where's the balance? What are we rising up to do? What, what What's the point of it? You know, and it's yeah. not get me wrong. It's been like that for a very long time as, you know, trends change. But um, I just, I, I don't want to see it. And I don't want to go on Piers Morgan and see him dissing our culture because we're giving him all the evidence that he needs to do it without giving yeah. any context and saying, actually, yeah, that's gone out, but we are actually looking at this and we are addressing these issues. Because right now I don't see it. And I think that's what needs to happen. But like I said, every artist is responsible for themselves. Um, and there's also an issue just following on from that. There's an issue with um, colorism, sizeism, sexism, hypersexualization when it comes to black women in music business, especially off the back of you know the likes of Alexandra Burke and Misha B and Ray Black, keep you know Keisha from the Sugar Babes, that kind of, those kind of stories that are going out. Yep. Uh, what procedures do you hope to put in place to protect black women in that space? Again, I think when it comes to where I'm going to be, I'm more about working with labels and artists and elevating them of the products yeah. that they give me. So I'm not necessarily involved in the actual, what the artists, they want to do in that respect. But um, just from my experience of, because I do a lot of artist development, so mm -hmm. just from my experience of doing that, it's tough. It's super mm -hmm. tough. And I've said it again, it's just about black unity. And I've seen, I've seen a change. Before, five years ago, you wouldn't really see a dark-skinned woman in mm -hmm. music videos. But yeah. what happened, what the trend happened is black women started uniting with social media. You know, like a, not necessarily a pressure group, but they just started united on social media and putting the pressure onto artists. Where's your black, where's, why is there no dark-skinned women in your video? And starting questioning. So you've got um, blog sites and stuff that post these things up. So I've seen a change in the trend in terms of how 
black women are portrayed. It's changed a lot. Also, you've got a lot more female artists coming through now. There's a lot more. You've got Miss Banks there. They're showing all her cocoa skin. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> looking fabulous. Black women looking fabulous. It wasn't like that five years ago. It wasn't many women. So I do see a, ch a change in a trend and I see strong women getting stronger and I see social media allowing us to unite. But in terms of my perspective, I only get what I'm given in terms of the final product. But it is something that I am more than aware of. I see it, I live it, but it's just nice, I think, to have me in a position where I can spot that kind of thing, you know, yeah. and, and if needs be, say something. Again, having a conversation to try and elevate us. And what words of encouragement do you have for any aspiring black artists who want to succeed in the industry, whether it be in music itself or production and management roles? What advice would you give to them? I would say people that want to get into production roles, management roles, like, I think that's brilliant because sometimes people just think I want to be an artist. But there's so many roles behind the scenes, you know, even if you're good at social media, you might want to just do the social media side of things. You might want to just, because a lot of the artists now, when they travel, they always have like a videographer with them. So if you're mm -hmm. good at doing like filming and photography, they all want to, all the artists want to blow up their Instagram. So there's so many different roles. And then if you move to the side of it, if you want to become a manager, Wait, and you've got good organizational skills there's so many more opportunities now than there used to be and I would just say take full advantage of it um, in terms of job being behind the scenes um, and then for artists I would say because um, I get hit up a lot what do you think of my friend what do you think of my cousin what do you think of my sister <laughs> um, and and what I say to them is two things one you need to have a unique selling point what makes mm. you different to the other artists because that's so important and you have to be able to stand out. If you don't stand out, then why, how would people notice you and what you do? So that's the first thing that I would say. And then secondly, I would say blow up your own city first. And what I mean by that is don't be scared. You've got your social media presence going, great. But go out and do local gigs in your local area and build your fan base and build your brand. So if you've got your local area with you, you'll see the growth because what happens is they become your cheerleaders and they'll start mm. posting for you in terms of marketing. But you have to... You have to have a fan base and it's always great to start where you are and they will push you as well. Trying to just, you know, there's only a few people that are going to make it off of a viral video, you know. It's mm. not, not the, the norm. It happens to a few people. So growing your brand, don't just expect things to happen straight away. Just grow and learn. Don't be afraid to go on the local stage in your local area or your local festival. You know, Glastonbury will come one day, but you need to start somewhere. Some people yeah. just jump straight on the big stage. And, and to be honest, that's not the best way to learn and it's not the best way to start. Make your mistakes at the local level. That's how you become a good artist because you've learned. So when you do do the big stage, anything goes wrong, technical issue, oh, this happened to me before I know what to do. So you're confident. Know, know your audience, know your area and just grow. Because before you're, if you're big in Birmingham, before you know it, you're the, oh, big in Leicester, like it's growing. It's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So having unique selling points. So when I see someone, I want to be able to remember, oh, that was the girl that, oh, that was the guy that, if I don't remember you and you've got nothing unique going on, then you just kind of fade towards the background, unfortunately. Which artists are you excited about right now? There's, there's so many. <laughs> there's so many. I don't want to pick. I don't want to have favourites right now. But I am very much about pushing female artists. Yeah, who's your favourite female? I like, like, my girl is Miss Banks. She's not up and coming. She's, she's smashing it. I don't want to say because I don't want people to think I'm playing favourites. But, 
but there's so many like even if you look at the male side you've got artists coming out left right and center i am um, obviously worked with charlie sloth on find the booth for years so a lot of the artists came through there in terms of the rappers so i've just mm-hmm. seen them start and i've seen them shine it's there's a lot happening and just the yeah. rise of the, f- the female artists is something that I'm very passionate about. So I don't want to make have favourites and then it comes back to me later. <laughs> That's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> and if you could possibly go any higher than you are at the moment, what is next for Teresa? Whoa. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Just um, getting this role at Amazon has given me so much confidence that I was lacking. Because like I said, I've always been on this job. I've always been hustling. So have somebody in a big company like that go, you know what? We want you. That is such a huge confidence. So for me, I'm not looking to go anywhere right now. I'm looking to get in there, smash it out of the park. I'm looking to show them we don't play. We don't play. And I'm looking (laughs) to elevate and I'm looking to execute some big, big moves. So I'm not going anywhere for now. I'm just gassed. I'm gassed to be in there. I'm gassed to, I'm so excited. Do you know what? It doesn't even feel, it doesn't even feel real. I don't think I've got my head around it because everything that's happened with coronavirus, the Black you know, yeah. Lives Matter, which is just awful. I haven't, my normal routine has not been for months since like March. Sometimes the weeks just merge in to each other. I'm like, what day is it today? So my brain <laughs> hasn't even ticked, ticked in. Um, I've had such a great response. They're going to have to literally kick me out the back door because I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> you're there to stay well congratulations again like you said it's such a big move and i'm sure you'll do great in the role so we have one final question for you so what's made you sad what's made you mad and what's made you glad this week what's made me sad is i watched this um i don't i think it's out in a couple of days it's um a documentary called on the record have you heard about this documentary? i have heard about it yeah my sister was telling me about this it's about a lady called Drew Dixon. It's a real story. And she worked in the music business in, the, in New York. And throughout her career, she just suffered a lot of sexual abuse and um, rape. And she's talking about her experiences. And other ladies are talking about it as well. And it's just made me, it just really, really, really upset me watching that and knowing that I'm in a kind of an equivalent in the UK and and the things that women have to go through. In Mm. fact, you know, it's all coming, it's all, it's all coming to a head, you know, what you spoke about earlier in terms of Ray Black, you know, it's, it's, um, yeah, that made me really sad. I think people definitely need to go and check that out when it comes out. It's real. It's about black women, not voices, not being heard in the industry, in the music industry. So that made me very sad. You know what? Something just made me mad about <laughs> an hour ago. Okay. And I know I shouldn't. I know, do you know what? It's like, you know, when you get 10 good comments and then you get one bad one and it just, oh, yeah. like, it's your like, Ugh. and I know oh, I no. I shouldn't let things get to me because obviously I've had a great response for my new role and it's just been overwhelming but there's just this one comment that's just and it was on the shade borough they posted it up on there and this one guy can I just read out what he put yeah sure I don't know I shouldn't let it get to me but you know when you're really trying to do good things I tried to do good things so for so long and it just takes one person to say so they posted me up which is great and then he says this is another Another token gesture, smart business move in my view, hire a black person so they will show diversity well and capitalise on our economy. And he's getting all these likes and I'm thinking, what are you serious? This is what I replied to him. 
I, I tried to, you know, I always try and be polite when I uh, reply to somebody. And I just said, <laughs> hi. I said, before you post negativity, it would be great to get your facts straight. I said, I was appointed before the recent Black Lives Matter protests. I have a first class degree and I worked for the BBC for over 16 years. So I'm super qualified for this role. And I just said, go and check me out. If you want to find out about my story, go and because I was on the Chucky Halfcast podcast. If you want to find out about my story and my struggle as a black woman in the music industry, go and read it there. Boom. Literally, that's all you need to do. And that's exactly why you are where you are. And you don't need to read comments like that. And obviously it is disheartening, but just look where you are. Literally. That's one thing about social media. It just takes one person to post something that's incorrect or wrong. And then people sometimes just jump on it and think that it's correct information. It's like, what on earth? This is just one guy's opinion. That's not even fact. Anyway, I'm going to try and brush it off. <laughs> what's made you glad? You said the comments have made you glad this week, right? On the flip of that. I do you know what's made me glad? I feel like slowly, 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 we're coming out of this lockdown situation. In my previous job, I've traveled a lot. So I was always traveling, getting on planes and the lockdown completely you know, shut it down. And I was in Dubai in February, and as I was coming home, literally my whole terminal, I just, I didn't even know too much about coronavirus at that point. There were so <laughs> many people sick, coughing around me, just, oh, it was God. so disgusting. I couldn't even, I tried to get into one of those um, rooms you could hire, there was nothing available because no one, no one wanted to be out into the, with the pub, normal public. And it was disgusting and then since then since i saw that i didn't even know too much about corona i went and i actually on amazon i went and bought my my mask i bought everything before even you know boris started talking about it but i'm just i'm just glad that finally the death toll is starting to drop down i see it it's mad that we as people especially you know me personally i, I watch that news briefing every day at five o'clock or whatever and it's mm. just when I see, oh, this is how many people have died. Like, it's mm. normal to tell me that a thousand people have just died of a disease that's killing mainly black people. So I'm just glad and I'm grateful to get through this pandemic. And I'm just glad that, you know, we're finally starting to see the light. And I know, like, Leicester is having issues and, and certain places can't open up yet. But I'm just glad that we're getting to the light at the end of the tunnel because it's been tough, like, mentally. I don't know if people even talk about it, but anxiety. And you don't know what's real or fake. You don't know what the government is telling you is true. But you just have to kind of go with your gut instinct. And and because um, I spent a lot of it on my own, a lot of the lockdown, a lot of it on my own. So um, mm. me and the cat just um, got in our little routine and I lost I lost two stone in weight doing my exercises. Gosh, well yeah. done. Every morning I'll get up and do my exercises off YouTube. And um, yeah, so I'm just glad that we're getting to almost the end of this thing. And I'm just blessing that, you know, no one else dies. It's horrible. It's horrible to watch. It's horrible to be a part of this whole thing. So, cool. Yeah. It's such a weird time, isn't it? And the fact that everyone's going through it together and, you know, in the whole world is, is absolutely nuts. So, yeah, hopefully things will take a turn or have a positive impact. Um, but thank you so much for joining us and congratulations again. It's been great chatting with you. Like I said, you've been a great help, especially in my career. So I'm sure you will help a lot more people along the way. <laughs> I hope to. I hope to. I just don't see, let's just, you know, help each other. Mentoring, like I said, unity. Like we can grow. We can grow if we work together and unite. So I'm down.
20 start? September, so a little while oh. to go. Everything's been quite overwhelming. So I'm more driven. Now it's out and everyone's hitting me up. I'm just like ready, you know, like a baseball, but I'm ready to just hit it out the park. That's what I'm like. And that's what I work off. I work off not pressure, but excitement and passion. That's what I work off. So I'm just geared up now and I'm just like ready to go. So let me in. <laughs> <laughs>